Hello and welcome to the Martlet Podcast. I'm Caitlin Kokoska. And I'm Cormac O'Brien. We have noticed on your Facebook feed lately, because it's springtime, a lot of students have ads up to sublet their apartment or their basement suite. Or their shed. A lot of students are having a hard time filling those spots, even though we do have a housing crisis. The reality is that the housing situation in Victoria is a very complicated one. Not only are there so many few spots available, but housing prices are so high and contrived that even if there is a space, students are having a hard time affording them. Well, it's not necessarily a problem immediately for students as they're leaving Victoria to go back to their hometown. It's definitely an issue in September when people are struggling to find a place. We spoke to Alicia Corson, a student at UVic, Amanda Jane, an administrator for Housing Page on Facebook, and Fred Haynes, a Saanich counselor in charge of housing policy in Victoria. Each of our guests provided a unique viewpoint on student housing, providing suggestions, concerns, and experiences in how to live in Victoria. Enjoy the podcast. I'm Alicia Corson, and I'm a student at UVic. Um, so maybe if you just want to start by explaining your housing situation in the summertime before you arrived at UVic. Yeah, so I was being a moocher, living in my mom's basement. So where were you before UVic? Like, what city were you in? I was in Cranbrook. BC in the mountains right yeah yep so when you went to go look for a place at UVic how did you go about your search so since being at UVic I've lived I lived in res first year second year I lived in a house with two of the girls and then third year I lived in a house with one of my friends from high school first place I wasn't even in Victoria when I looked for the place but we came to Victoria for a weekend and well me and one of the other girls came for a weekend and we found a place but then the second place we were having such a hard time finding a place anyways, even though I was in the city, but because my roommate wasn't in the city, no one wanted to rent to us, which was really annoying, but that's okay, because we obviously found somewhere to live. And then this time, um, I started emailing places in like June, and it just was not happening for me. They were like, sorry, if you're out of the city, we, we don't want to talk to you. Some places that I did get were like extremely expensive, like I don't want to pay $900 to share a basement suite with someone in Gordon Head. That's not what my life is all about right now. <laughs> right, yeah. So, like, probably the biggest hurdle that you had to go through, first of all, was just meeting with these landlords via Skype or, like, phone calls and convincing them basically, like, hey, you haven't met me or even know if I'm a real person, but please yeah. rent to me. Well, like, some people wouldn't even respond to my emails. Or if they did, they say, sorry, we're not comfortable renting to you. Yeah, even my dad, like, had tried to rent a place for me and like people were like very gung-ho to rent places to him when he was like oh like I wouldn't be the one living there they were like oh no like we don't feel comfortable we don't want a student living here would you say then like a lot of landlords are kind of like prejudiced against students um okay well here's the thing if I was a landlord if I had the choice to rent to an adult that has a real job that makes real money who's not going to be having parties all the time, I'm going to want to rent to them over a potentially shithead student that, like, might spill beer everywhere and wine stains in the carpet, and who knows what's going to go on there. So I kind of get it, but it's annoying because, like, I'm not a gross party house person, so... Yeah, I guess. So in looking for places, what are your, like, main outlets? So are you looking online? Um, Like, what websites do you use? Yeah, so I looked at, there was that, like, UVic housing thing, so I was looking on there. 
I looked on Craigslist, used Victoria. Um, there were like rental agencies. So I looked on those sites. I looked on um, property management websites. Um, even like some real estate websites have rental sections. I was like sending out feelers to family friends here if they knew anybody, um, people that I was working with last year, um, new people in the area who had places. So like I was literally exhausting all options here. Right. So come September, you still haven't found a place. Yep. Classes are going to start. Yep. You arrived from Cranbrook with all your stuff. What did you do? So basically what happened was... My mom was more sad about this than I was. I was like, no, whatever. Like, I'll just hang out on people's couches. It's going to be okay. Plus, so many people are trying to find places in September anyway that um, I was like, okay, really optimistic about October. It's going to be fine. So I was literally driving, like, leaving Cranbrook September 1st, and I was, like, halfway to Vancouver, and I get a phone call from my roommate who was like, oh, like, you need to be in Victoria tomorrow so we can sign a lease and I was like uh okay I guess so she's like yeah we have a meeting at 9 a.m like great I do love to wake up for the seven o'clock ferry but then I wasn't gonna be homeless but the lease didn't start until October 1st I was like sweet I have a place for October 1st but now I have this other month of who knows what's gonna happen and my boyfriend was living in Vancouver at the time so it's not like I could just mooch off of him for a whole month because then I wouldn't go to school. Right. So while you were in Cranbrook, kind of unavailable to go to Victoria, your roommate was looking for places all along, but like it took a while. So she, that was also difficult because she wasn't in Victoria either. She was in Whitehorse. And like at some point in the summer in Whitehorse, someone had like cut a line so they didn't get internet for a while. So I was literally, she couldn't look at ads for stuff. I'm like, are you okay? Like if I'm just like emailing people, she's like, yes, but I probably can't respond. So like talked to her on the phone, like could only text, like could not iMessage, could not Skype. Like what a disaster. So that'd be really frustrating. Not only trying to find a place that would suit your needs, but also for your roommates. And then also she doesn't have internet and you guys aren't at the place that you want to rent. So that's really difficult. Um, I know that you kind of wrote about it a little bit for one of our issues in September, but what was it like to essentially be homeless in the first week of school? Like, I mean, I don't want to exaggerate it by saying that you... No, I wasn't really like, were impoverished or anything, <laughs> of course, but, like, you know, what was it like to have to move all your stuff around in your car and, like, rely on other people? So it was really, really good that I had a car because I was able to move from place to place. Um, so I just had my car full of all my shit and I would, uh, I tried not to stay at like anybody's house longer than like five days just because I felt like that was kind of invasive. But during the last week and a half, my one friend who I had lived with like for a summer a few years ago, she was like, Oh no, you can just like come stay at my house. I have a mattress on the floor for you. Like, it's like, wow, what a blessing. Thanks, man. So Victoria is experiencing like a housing crisis right now. There's obviously not a lot of spaces, as you know, and maybe not timely either. Um, What do you think uh, one solution to this housing crisis would be for students immediately? Just don't go to UVic. No, just kidding. (laughs) So like UVic has a first year guarantee. So like everyone who's coming into first year is guaranteed a spot in res if they want it. There needs to be more student housing because even when I was in res, there were people that literally lived in lounges for like the first like five months of school because I guess I don't know if housing was like you know what we were predicting like 
100 kids are going to drop out so we'll be able to just like place these kids after people drop out or decide that they don't want to go to school anymore so like there were literally kids that lived like on cots in lounges with like four other people they'd never met before right do you think then like in terms especially for like first years it's uvic's responsibility to make sure that students will have housing if they guarantee this like i think if it's a guarantee that they're going to make then yes if they don't make the guarantee then no like it all depends on what they say um what would be i guess if you had any like tips for students who will be looking for housing next september learning from your experience um what tips you would have um i'd say stay firm on what you want or else you're going to settle for a place that you don't like at all there's like this balance of figuring out what kind of situation that you want to live in versus like what's available to you because you obviously want to have like uh like a positive environment where you're living or else your living situation is going to be really shitty and that's probably the worst thing for you i don't know like living somewhere that you hate or with people that you don't like takes a toll on you definitely make friends who have couches and living rooms having a car is great too because you can just have that as a nice movable closet around the city but um, i think more so like definitely if you can't afford it, like shell out the extra 500 bucks to come here in the summer so you can actually look for a place and like make an impression in person. Definitely. Yeah. So like those are like top tips for couch surfing. Top top tips for couch surfing. And also to look for a place. Yeah. Top tip for couch surfing is just like pretend to be asleep when people are out in the house so they don't talk to you. Little boxes on the hillside. Little boxes made of ticky tacky. Little boxes on the hillside. Little boxes all the same. There's a pink one. I spoke over the phone with Amanda Jane, a community member and administrator of a Facebook Victoria housing page, who had a lot to say about different ways that we can connect landlords and tenants. And the people in the houses all went to the my name's Amanda. I'm an administrator at actually two um, rental housing groups on Facebook for Victoria. I know you, I guess, through the Victoria BC Housing Community page. So I was just wondering, yeah. did you start that page? How are you involved? So for that one, I ended up a part of it because I had been looking for housing in Victoria. And after quite a few months, I had housing and and I saw that um, his name is Adam, I believe, was looking for someone to uh, take over as administrator of the group. And it just kind of grew and grew. And he was too busy to ha- handle the kind of volume of people and posts going on there. I have a lot of free time, so I thought it would be a good thing to put other people out because it's not not very easy to find places out there, certainly right now especially. Just being able to point people in the right direction and share my experience was something that I thought to be really valuable. Definitely. Um, as an administrator of the page, um, how involved are you? Like, are you looking at posts every day? Are you, like, looking at comments? What exactly is your role as the administrator? So... Daily, um, I, I used to do it by, from my phone, but it's, it got a bit overwhelming, the, the number of uh, member requests 
tests and posts to be approved and, and just things to look over every day that I had to start doing it on my laptop so I could actually physically see more. So there's, I couldn't give you an exact number, but I'd say probably about 50 member requests to go through daily and then maybe about 20 posts either looking for tenants or looking for suites to go through and and there there are rules to the group just to just to keep things fair and not cause any kind of untoward feelings for anybody so I have to go through all that and then um, once I kind of get all that covered I go through and just the the posts that are busier make sure that everybody's getting along in the comments and see if there's anything that I can do that would help. So on the pinned post on the description, I noticed like there's a huge community aspect. I was wondering if you would like to just expand a little bit on how this aspect of community helps people find housing and that kind of thing. Certainly. Uh, well, I, I won't take credit for writing that. I have added to it. The majority of it was there when I stepped into my role. But with that being said, I I think that a lot of people don't, you know, they can't necessarily do things on their own. Victoria is a place that people come to from all over the world. They've either visited and fell in love and they, they want to move there or, you know, they're going to school, all sorts of situations like that. And to have to be by yourself, it's not it's not always the best situation for for a lot of folks. They they need people around. Uh, they need the support. And just the fact that there's so many housing situations where that's how the house is set up that it is from the beginning for the community um, and and for that purpose for people that you know want to be a part of a situation whether or not they're they can't live with family or they don't have family but just to be a part of something rather than just a house it's more of a home yeah I think that's super important not only like living in a community of people but also feeling like you have a community before you even get here when you're looking for a place like that's a cool aspect um exactly yeah um what do you think the difference between housing pages like this on Facebook are compared to like solicitation sites like use Victoria or Craigslist with Facebook uh, being social media i see it as you get a more more of a connection with a person whether or not you go on there looking for a tenant or you go on there looking for a place to live you know not just an email or a phone number behind it you can see this person you know what they look like depending on their privacy settings you know you can see what they're what they're kind of like in that and i think that's really helpful for a lot of people um and People feel more more comfortable kind of sharing about themselves and it gives them better opportunities to find the best match rather than just going through tons and tons of posts on on one of these one of these other websites such as Craigslist. You get more of a background on it and you you can discuss kind of further is an, another really important part of it because you see other people on there, you know, there's lots of comments oh, this is a great place to live, I, I had to move for this reason, but these are great roommates, or this is a great landlord, um, and they vouch for other other people there. So you get that rather than just the, just the info on the physical physical house and the rules kind of thing. 
it seems like people are looking out for each other rather than just like cold calling landlords and saying like I hope you like me I met you for a day can I live in your house now like it's a bit a bit more personal that way Um, I was wondering if you had any thoughts about just like the long-term solution in terms of like what you would like to see from um, the city and like low-income housing development and that kind of thing as a possible solution? I think that that exact thing is really needed and also perhaps some changes to the Tenancy Act um, to benefit both landlords and tenants. Um, You know, I see it over and over and over again on the group. People get into unfortunate situations in these houses because if you're going to live with, you know, three-plus roommates, things aren't always going to go super smooth and there's going to be friction there. And I think that some sort of either addition or some changes to the Tenancy Act would benefit these situations and make more people open to the possibility of living in a community house or just knowing knowing that they're not they're not going to get stuck in um, a crappy situation I guess. Um, So I just kind of had a question about I guess the housing shortage we're experiencing here in Victoria. It's obviously a hot button issue with politics. It's a hot button issue with everybody because we want to find a place to live. And I guess we're student focused here. So I was wondering um, if you had any tips for students or young people um, looking for a place who don't necessarily have like a long list of references. Like what would be your top tips for students? I would suggest look in advance. Um, there are often times situations where someone will sublet for the summer months and then something happens, plans change, and they're looking for someone to completely take over their lease. Um, I would say don't necessarily turn down the option of just a summer sublet because it ends when, when you're starting school. Try to come early, <laughs> come to town early. Um... And yeah, budget budget yourself on the high side because unfortunately, with the market the way it is, money kind of money talks. Unfortunately, um, let people know that you're looking because everybody knows how bad it is out there for people looking for places to live. And I feel that the majority of of people just would like to help out in any way they can so yeah definitely I hope so too it's been great chatting with you Amanda thank you so much for your input on the issue no problem my pleasure lastly I spoke to Fred Haynes a politician sitting on the Saanich City Council who has spent the last few years working with the University of Victoria Student Society in developing housing policy that works for students. Uh, 
Um, so in your two and a plus years of being a counsellor, how have you found the general state of, of housing for students in Victoria and Saanich? I think when we look at housing for students, there are a couple of elements to consider. One is the sheer number of students that arrive in this area looking for housing. When we put some of the campuses together, Camosun and uh, UVic, it's something like 35,000 students um, and we know that on-campus housing is about 2,700 units on at UVic, plus a little bit more for the married and graduate students. Uh, Camosun has no housing. So let's say there are 32,000 students arriving into this area, into our rental market. And this doesn't just cover Saanich. It covers Victoria. It covers Oak Bay. It covers, of course, Saanich and areas beyond as people struggle to find, as students struggle to find housing. And it puts them into direct competition with workplace housing that is young couples older people seeking housing to find locations where they can live work and play close to their jobs it's a very difficult situation but there are solutions mm. has this always been an issue when you first a counselor were you made quickly aware of how difficult and serious student housing was yes um i spent 13 years as a student myself uh, four as an undergraduate and then the rest as a graduate student doing a master's and a phd and lived in the cities of uh, halifax guelph and Toronto. And as a student, I lived in very challenging housing situations. And um, I'm aware acutely of what it's like as a student. And then later on with my own young boys looking for housing in the area, that became apparent. Once I got onto council, they made me the chair of the Planning, Transportation and Economic Development Advisory Committee. The key word there is planning mm-hmm. for this matter. So I was able to dig into a wide range of housing. And in my first two years, managed to get through Saanich and the CRD 20 22 reports supported by council and some of them were supported by CRD. Some of them went on to the Union of British Columbia Municipalities, which is a sort of the association of all the cities in BC. Mm-hmm. And we went right up to the province, to the ministers, to say, we need some attention on housing. And you'll be very pleased to hear that we did work with your student society, Maxwell, who's the um, director of uh, campaigns, mm-hmm. to do a very significant piece where we got unanimous support from all the mayors and councillors attending Delhi session on student housing, a unanimous support to ask the province to work with campuses on mechanisms that will allow them to improve and increase the number of housing units built on campuses. Why would we do that? The campuses have land, they have money, they have an interest in housing students. And if we take a hundred students, if we take a thousand students out of that rental pool that I started this conversation with, that frees up a thousand units of rental units for other users, workplace housing, etc. Now, why won't the province do that? Or why do the province struggle with that? It's to do with the amalgamation or the aggregation of all the crown corporations in 2004, which performs now as a debt line for the province on international debt rating with agencies, such that the province is in a very difficult place to allow more debt to accrue. But there is a solution. What's the solution? Well, you'll be very pleased that working with Maxwell and the uh, university administration and in conversation with uh, deputy ministers we're able to identify that there's a structure out there called BC Housing as a model for example which is able to partner with private sector partner with municipalities and create housing it's been doing this very successfully for 10 years and it enables someone like a campus to come forward and make the right kind of agreement to fund the building of housing without adding to the provincial deadline which to be honest we really don't want to do because 
it will increase the interest rates we have to pay and that's not a good thing. So when we have campuses that have land and have money, we should be uh, enabling their entrepreneurial approach to housing. So obviously you're saying campuses here and you're talking about this union of municipalities. It's probably important to note that this isn't just a Victoria-specific thing. This is a province-wide. This, this is, a is a province-wide thing. And it's very interesting working with Maxwell. We had the BC Federation of Students yeah. and then uh, the larger campuses, which are standalone. Mm -hmm. We had letters representing something like 150,000 students, which Maxwell organized. We have a brilliant student union group here who are very active. We managed to get that in with letters from university, from Camosun, from the uh, councillors and mayor of Oak Bay, from the city of Victoria, saying that we had passed resolutions and we were going to UBCM to raise the issue of housing. At UBCM, it came forward as a late resolution from the floor. It was discussed briefly and unanimous vote. Do you think students realize the power they have in taking control over their housing situation and putting pressure on you know, the, the municipal, the provincial government in, in a, affecting their own situations of, of housing? I think that's a very, very good question, Cormac, and um, I think there's a couple of ways to look at it. I think students are full of power, but they don't always know how to express it. So the way you express it is in this process, the legislation process, the municipal and provincial legislation process, register to vote and vote and speak up on your issues and tell the municipalities, tell the province you expect action. The power is only there if you use it. When you have this number of people in a community, we talked about 32,000 students. Now, where you are registered, where you can vote is different, but if you are only registered at home to vote, vote there. Mm -hmm. This number of students across the province, it's something like 250,000 students. You could alter the political landscape in your riding if you are organized and speak up and really want something. So I think you have incredible power that you could use, but I think one of the reasons uh, that some of your issues can be ignored is that your age demographic is historically one of the lowest turnouts to vote. And there are a number of reasons for that. You're very busy with studies, you're very busy with social life and work commitments, and there's a sense of maybe um, disengagement or lack of understanding of the legislative process. Mm -hmm. And if you have housing, affordable housing for students, that addresses a lot of problems and it enables those students to have an improved lifestyle and therefore with that less stress about housing and affordability, perhaps that itself will help them to be politically engaged. Mm -hmm. But the time is now. Why now? Because there's an election on. This is the time. Talk to the different parties. One of the issues is there's no need to be partisan on this. Mm -hmm. Housing talks to people if you're a liberal, BC liberal, if you're an NDP, if you're BC green, or if you're BC conservative, you still need housing and uh, collectively raise the voice and ask for housing. Now it's time for the students on this campus to show what they want to have moving forward. This won't happen unless you speak up. So students on the campus of Victoria University and Camosun need to contact the local MLAs, attend some of the candidate debates and let them know you expect action on housing. It's not an absence of money. It's not an absence of land. It's an absence of clear guidance for a mechanism to free up campuses to implement an improved housing strategy.
Thank you so much for speaking with me today. That was fun. I enjoyed it. You did a good job. Cheers. Of course, once you find a house, that's just half the battle. Paying rent is the next step. Next time on the Marlin Podcast, we're going to be talking to students about the jobs they have to have in order to survive in a world in which tuition fees go up, residence fees go up, and pretty much the cost of everything else goes up as well. As always, we'd like to thank the Martlet and CFUV for continuing their support in this podcast. And all of our guests for coming on our show. Thanks for listening. <laughs>